What's up, everybody? Welcome to the State of Twist, episode 139, a regular YouTube video web series podcast thingy. My name is Meowth, and as usual, I'm joined by my two good friends and co-hosts, Raffle and Corbett. Guys, how you doing tonight? Uh, I'm I'm doing pretty good. You know, we had uh, the introduction to the Twist format, and I can say very confidently and enthusiastically that Twist is saved. Did Twist need saving? I That's what I need to know. What was the problem with Twist, Ruffle? Um, it didn't exist before, and now it does. Oh, so, so it's it's been saved. <laughs> yes. Um, you know what? That's uh, that's great. Uh, we have a new format. Uh, we all got to try it on. I'm trying to convert days in my head. Like which day was which Thursday? <laughs> it was Thursday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and it'll be released sometime this week. Uh, before the end of the season, but unconfirmed date, I believe, at this point. After the release of this podcast before the end of the month, at some point mm-hmm. in between. Yeah. Corey got time all twisted there. Uh, couldn't remember days. Um, but yeah, uh, today we're going to be kind of pivoting away from wild content to talk about brand brand new format. So for those of you guys that are living under a rock, uh, Hearthstone has announced a, a brand new way to play Constructed Hearthstone. Uh, so now we are going to have Standard, we're going to have Wild, and we're going to have Twist. And so Twist is a rotating Constructed format, something I think people have been asking for for a very long time. And uh, Hearthstone's got a unique take on this, where it's gonna it's gonna rotate every every couple of months. And so, for the very very first season of Twist, uh, from now until the end of July, uh, the format is going to be called New Age, which is basically all cards from Ashes of Outland forward, uh, with a spicy twist uh, of no neutrals, um, which is which has been really really cool. Uh, lots of cool ideas. Um, and we're going to dive into kind of the specifics on what that might mean. Um, but I just want to get you guys initial impression. How excited are you guys about twist and kind of this idea, um, of a rotating constructed format? Broadly speaking, I'm very excited. It's something that I've been kind of skeptical about for a while because, uh, to me personally, just like, uh, a rotating set of different expansions feels less appealing than what twist was announced as which is yes that rotating set of uh of expansion blocks but also like different rule sets associated with that so that different rule sets aspect is uh more interesting to me because like you know even even month-long blocks may get stale if you have some like um blocks that are repeatedly used or even if they all incorporate the core set core set they might feel a little bit stale but the kind of the kink of uh of the the different rule sets um really really appeals to me personally and i hope they you know get creative with the the different um rule set changes that they're able to implement i feel like there are a lot of different levers that they can pull in a lot of different directions to make that a lot more interesting especially with like the incorporation of different deck sizes with renathal different health pool sizes also unlocked by by renathal i feel like that can give a lot of possibilities um this first season seems kind of basic and like uh i think that was done intentionally like i think it's meant to appeal to as broad an audience as as possible um what and be as approachable as possible so the way that they did that was by making it more current sets so that like standard focus gamers or people that have you know joined hearthstone in the the past now three years or four years or so will have a decent amount of the the card pool in order to get there 
And then it's a very simple, um, again, approachable rule set of, uh, of no, no neutrals. Now that said for a highly engaged player like myself, especially a wild player, um, it feels a little samey. Um, and I, so this first season isn't like super appealing to me, but like the, the concept, the idea of twist moving forward is, um, really something that I'm optimistic about and have high hopes for. Yeah, I would definitely echo all of that. Um, but the, you know, the broad general excitement that I have, um, but also the fact that this format is going to feel a little wild 2.0, a little wild junior, it seems like, uh, that said, you know, it does make a ton of sense. Um, just to try and create the, the lowest barrier of entry for everyone. Um, not just because they're just like cards that people might own recently, but cards that they're familiar with, uh, like cards that they know from the past year or two. So that way, if they do have like recent attachment to decks, they can go revisit those and twist. Um, it was very interesting. The, uh, the pre-release stream, the different experiences that I think different sections of the player base kind of had with the pre-release stream, um, obviously kind of throwing a whole bunch of different folks with different backgrounds in the game together. Uh, and it was it was just fun seeing what I was trying to do, what some of the more maybe wild focused players were doing, and then some of the more, the more perhaps casual or uh, standard, or even like no constructed background at all players were trying in, in Twist uh, at the pre-release uh, streams. I think, uh, I think the players that had any pulse on the the wild metagame like whatsoever were immediately at a huge advantage because you know when the expand where when the twist uh was announced everybody's like oh your paladin's gonna be bonkers <laughs> and it's already a deck and standard and everybody was looking at their you know two of the like top four or five wild decks and they're like these are just entirely playable including the best deck in the format um and neither of those are pure paladin i don't think I don't think Pure Paladin is like a top four, top five deck in the Twist format, having played it myself. Um, I don't think you want to be doing anything board-based <laughs> in the format right now, which I do fear could be a turnoff for, you know, a pretty substantial number of players because, like, that was one of the biggest criticisms of the United and Stormwind uh, metagame. And I feel like we're kind of revisiting at least that uh, that play style, albeit only for hopefully about a month or, <laughs> or so because... Um, uh, I, again, I have concerns about the, the rule set, not because I don't understand why they did it, but because of just the nature of the play style that's associated with those sets. Um, yeah, I had a big Twitter thread before the stream went live. And, you know, like, I always open to being kind of, like, wrong and, and stuff. Because, you know, people get stuff wrong all the time when you do, like, review content. You guys just have to you know, look at our top five cards. No, Except well, for us. We never chaos, do <laughs> um but the format was like i expected something very off board and very combo heavy it's even more than i expected and i think the best decks are even better than i expected so um we'll, we'll probably dive into the specifics of what we tried and felt during the format but uh Matthew, you haven't really given your thoughts yet on twist as a big concept either no i mean i i echo a lot of the sentiments you guys have of like i i love the idea I guess I should preface this as I I am an entrenched Hearthstone player. I'm an enfranchised Hearthstone player. I have a lot of the cards and I spend a lot of time playing Hearthstone. And so as somebody who like always wants something new, 
Twist is going to be something that's great for me. Um, I I have heard some some comments online about how this is going to be really hard for like people to to keep up with, especially for players that had to disenchant a lot of their wild cards. And like, I hear that. I completely understand that. Um, and I think Blizzard is going to be doing something, hopefully, to at least make that easier. Um, but speaking from my experience, I, I think this is amazing. I think this is great. I'm really excited. Um, I think it's also important to say, before we dive into like our worries about decks and things like that, they have said that they will be balancing twists, right? They, they're not going to do something and just leave it out there for like two months before the format changes. They have said that they'll step in, they'll make changes. Um, less frequently within standard, but more frequently than wild. Um, which is not a very high bar when they say more frequently than wild because they, they don't make very many changes, but, um, it's a big, uh, it's a big chasm. Yeah. It's a big gap. Cause they make 40 changes, uh, an expansion for standard and, uh, you know, one for wild. So it could be anywhere in between. Um, but when we start diving into decks and, and the format and things like that, um, if it ends up being not super great, I'm sure that they're going to they don't want the first like thing to have a super negative sentiment attached i feel like so they i think they'll step in and make changes if they feel like it's necessary i the reason that um that i hesitate is that if you asked i mean every wild player knew what was going to happen going into this and so it's it's a very predictable outcome for those of us that like again have even just a, a remote pulse on the current wild metagame it's like oh these two decks are going to dominate and then yeah okay i mean but we said that about like twixphere they released it it about instrument tech with twixphere right it, it's gonna they're not gonna do something preemptively i would assume right like they're never going to maybe that's not even me to think that like in a week after twist or two weeks after they we have twist if i mean we'll go ahead and spoil quest demon hunter and quest druid if they're like the two best decks by a mile i'm sure that they'll step in and do something right maybe i i would hope so uh otherwise like so my this is my fear of the format is that because uh even though this is the most because this is the most approachable uh um a season that they'll probably ever have in terms of like you know not necessarily super entrenched um specifically wild hearthstone players that some people will try it have a really poor experience and think that that's what twist is always going to be um so like that's my concern i think that there is the potential to have like you know day one demon hunter type dominance within the format or like a galakron shaman type dominance within the format um that just becomes very stifling for you know a variety of or any other deck as well as just because it's you know a new and therefore more optional game mode just completely turns people off to the format in its entirety so if they are going to take action i would certainly hope it's not a week given like the the potential for the outlier decks that we have in the format um i would be surprised if it was as fast as a week just because no the... me too yeah so like it'll probably be closer to two like that's typically what they do with standard um i think my concern and again i, I do want to just like you know just mention that it, it is a little like i don't want to be too doomer about like <laughs> being predictive about a format that i haven't even played because you know like people do get up in arms preemptively 
um, and are kind of often looking for a reason to get mad. That said, I am going to make a prediction on like what I think the format is. Like that's what we're here to talk about. So whatever. Um, my my issue is that I think that it it's both decks, but it's mostly Druid. Like I think Druid is clearly the best uh, by far, and it, I wouldn't be shocked in the slightest if we looked at one of the most broken decks of all time, um, like a day one Demon Hunter situation in the format. And uh, my issue is that even if you like address that and uh, Demon Hunter, I don't think the fundamental feel of the format is going to change very much. Um, I think that this is a format where we have layers upon layers of the same feeling gameplay, right? It, where it isn't just like the Druid off-board damage. It isn't like the Demon Hunter blowout swing turns. It's like the Poison Rogue behind that is all just like bonking over the top and killing people turn five. And if like, if you know of that, then it's like, oh, then there's the Quest Hunter. And then there's the Quest Shaman. And then there's the Quest Warlock. And everyone loves quest wall uh, i actually like quest warlock but whatever um but i think that there's like this layer upon layer of the similar type of gameplay it slows down but i think that the people that have resentment towards stormwind you you can't undo that you can't just remove the stormwind by removing two of the quests you know there's like a lot going on there and aggro feels so underpowered um, just from deck building, like it is, it is feeling like because a deck like Shadow Priest and Wild gets farmed, absolutely farmed by Druid, and the Shadow Priest cops a much bigger hit than the Druid does. So it's like you know, it, it's difficult to see where these premier aggro decks are coming from. Like Ruff was talking about with Pure Paladin, like he doesn't want to do anything with Pure Paladin. Pure Paladin is the type of deck that you just have to build. You're building very standard esque aggro versus wild combo and even if you know if the first two stuff i i do think that there will still potentially be um play pattern concerns which is an issue because like rob was saying and you know you want to engage players this month the most and i i hope i hope that i'm wrong and that yeah. things turn out fun i will say all i My heard from that was ban quest lines because all the decks you can kind of, yeah, like, lesson, but no, I, 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 but I think, like, I think we, yeah. I, I think what we need is the the daily Kibler scheduled treat, tweet to come back and <laughs> let, letting Ixar, who's working a, to riot now, know that quests stink. Um, no, I, I think that's at least a part of it, but like it, because aggro is so anemic, uh, there's no control decks that are re like you can play either. And the control decks, because the control decks don't have disruption to offset the, you know, over the top damage. So they're just going to get, um, you know, bonked by whatever, you know, uh, quest line, druid, or, or weapon rogue. Honestly, like, again, I don't want to sound too doomer either. But, like, I've just kind of resigned myself and am hoping for a situation similar to, like, what we had with duels. Where people bounce off of it early because it wasn't, like, super you know, aligned with uh, where it is now and super tuned in both in balance and in like just the general gameplay experience where people bounce off of it. They do big overhaul and maybe in some, you know, people come back and realize it's fun again. Like, like that's that's kind of where I'm at right now just because of, um, you know, my fear of where the, the meta was going. And, you know, I'm, I don't say, say this lightly either because like I don't think you can put too much stock in typical theory crafting streams. I don't think you can, you know, predict 
accurately where the metagame is necessarily going to go in most cases. But when two very nearly complete meta decks from the wild format are up against decks with limited card pools that are like, you know, barely playable in the standard format, that's like, that's a huge power discrepancy. And like, that's where my concern is. I, I feel like there's legitimate concern to be had there. Rafa, but surely, like, if we all saw this coming, then it means the team saw it coming, and they've tested it, and they know it's all balanced, and it'll be good. I don't... I Like, I don't think that the, the team has as strong a pulse on the, the wild metagame as we do, is, I think, the, the issue there. They, they listen to us every week. They know exactly what's going on in the wild format, surely. Now, uh... Yeah, look, comment down below, right? <laughs> Um, I will. I will be a lot more positive. I. I believe that even even if Questline Demon, it's gonna be. It's hard for me to do this. So I have to make sure that I'm wording this properly. <laughs> hard to be positive um, about the the meta right now. Um, predicted meta. I. I think that they. I. I am worried that the gameplay uh, of the Questline Demon Hunter and Druid, like you guys have said, will turn people off from Twist, right? Um, and even if they come in in a week and balance things, I feel like you're going to lose that immediate momentum that you had with it. Um, but I will also say that even if this set is not the greatest, right? Like this format for Twist is not the greatest. That's part of the beauty of Twist, right? Is that the next time the format changes, it's going to be completely different and it might have a completely different metagame that will suck people back in, right? Um, and yeah. I, I think that's the whole yeah. upside and the whole point of a format like twist where, where you're gonna have people like corb that love quest lines and they're gonna be I, i'm projecting here you're gonna love this format because it's it's quest line central and you're gonna have people that don't love them and they're gonna you know we i won't play twist you know for that month and then i'll come back when the format changes and things like that and i think that's kind of the whole beauty of it no no i agree and that's that's exactly what i'm talking about there's never it was very unlikely that this first one just with the rule set, with the card pool, was ever going to appeal for me. Even if they preemptively banned quest lines, it likely was not going to appeal to me personally, just because it's like, it's in this midway point of like not quite standard, but not quite wild. So I feel like needlessly limited without much, um, you know, potential for creative deck building when it's like, we're mostly just going back to last year's standard plus some additional cards. So like it was never going to appeal to me. My concern is that the metagame becomes so bad that it makes people think that that quest will just always be this way. I'm not concerned for me. Like that that's not where my criticism is. This this format was always was likely always going to bounce off me a little bit. My concern is for the the, the whatever player base there there could be. That gets a that gets turned off from the format in its entirety. Like how many, how many people watch like one game of Wild or see one game of Big B Priest or saw one clip of Sniplock and were just like, yeah, I'm never playing Wild and don't even give it a try because of what they perceive it to be. That very same thing could easily happen to Twist as a result of like one deck being so hyper dominant. We could also be um, overly, um, you know, uh, overly projecting the. Uh, how competitive the format is you know like talking about these top tier decks seeing tons of play it could very well be a thing that twist is even more casual than wild you know like if you go down to x8 and below mmr and wild 
you're seeing Renathal piles and Renos and Jank and Casino. Like, there's a whole bunch of weird stuff. And, like, maybe Twist is even more of that. Like, um, just because there is, like, uh, even less info out there and people are very much willing to, you know, try old stuff and with this new weird rule set. Um, so it, it could definitely be a case where this only affects the very top percentage of players and it's very fun for a lot of other, other users. Um, that's actually a fairly good point i think downladder like beer paladin probably will be pretty dominant because people will just play their standard list yeah. and do do great <laughs> with it um i i think that the there also may be some like accidental like weirdness because there's no like everybody's starting fresh right so you're going to get a lot of questline druids queuing into those same piles of cards and just bullying them and then like this being the first month, it's going to also create some awkwardness in terms of uh, in terms of matchups and like the you know perceived metagame as well. I, so maybe that will hide some of it. Maybe it'll expose it. I I don't actually know. I'm very excited for my first twenty games. I don't know <laughs> what I'm going to play against, but like I expect to see a lot of Doctor Boom on seven. Or uh, well, uh, you cannot play against Doctor Boom on seven. Come you're on. you're oh, sending oh, right, an awful. You're sounding yeah. an awful lot like my chat right now, Corey. <laughs> sorry, yeah, sorry. I was trying to think of an unplayable, uh, unplayable card, but yeah, I only got I only got Doctor Boom on seven on the heroic brawls DM, which I lost to. Um, but yeah, <laughs> expect to see some weird stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, so I mean, just to to clarify a couple of the things. Uh, so MR is completely brand new for this this format. So everybody's starting from the same scratch, regardless if you're like eleven X and standard or wild or whatever. Everybody starts at two stars. You run out once you hit bronze five. Um, so it's going to be, you know, who knows? You might be queuing into the jank piles. You might be queuing into 30 questline druids in a row. Who, who knows? Um, I, I'm interested because I'm assuming it's coming out this week, either on Tuesday or Thursday. That means it's like three days or like or four days or two days of people trying to hit legend and get that 11 star bonus by the end of the month. And I wonder how many people are actually going to do it. How many How many crazy people out there? Yeah, there's one right there raising his hand. Um, yeah, so I, I do want to kind of wrap this part, little part up. I want to make before, sure before you do though, there there is one more positive note to be had about this, and um, you know the, the devs aren't the only ones that are completely clueless or not completely clueless are less in tune with what the wild meta game is. Your average standard gamer is just even it is actually completely clueless so you listener of state of the wild podcast have a massive advantage going into this format because most people do think that beer paladin is going to be monsters and uh and you can just dome them with a questline druid if you do want to be one of those uh 11x gamers in uh in the first season there were many takes on twitter where it, it was the epitome of the uh oh honey you you, you <laughs> don't know what you're... I asked oh, this, you... that comment verbatim in the wild thread where, yeah in the in the standard subreddit someone posted a picture of like I know what's gonna be the best deck and it was just a picture of standard view about it and then the wild subreddit linked to it and they just literally said oh my sweet summer child <laughs> or or it's the the meme of uh does he know yeah um, does he know yeah, yeah. um oh, oh one thing one thing I will say the uh rule set um, we're kind of talking, like, mm, we've been a little bit negative, probably, uh, so far. Something that I do want to highlight is the no neutral thing and how cool that is with Discover. Like, that is a very exciting custom rule, um, and I really, really like the gameplay 
implications from that. Um, and I hope that's the type of, you know, the type of thing that opens up in the future with other rule sets, like, like changing how you use your cards is a big potential appeal of twist, right? Like not just repackaging old cards in, in, in uh, like in ways that we didn't see before, but, or, or like even restricting rules uh with your new with your old cards but kind of like changing the way that you use old cards is very exciting so the discover pools get very unique and very weird um and very strong yeah. in a lot of cases no i this is uh this is something that going in i think i saw on your thread that you mentioned specifically and i just i, I was admittedly kind of dismissive of it i'm like oh yeah that's neat but like they're more consistent but it's not really worth building the deck around or you know like Maybe there's some goofy combos that you can do. I got hit by a quick holla by Mark uh, off of uh, Drakefire Amulet. I'm like, yeah, that's that's cute. I he, um, because it was a discover pool. I'm like, oh yeah, I, I see this coming. <laughs> and so then then it then it happened, and I'm like, yeah, that's that, that's really that's cool. But like, how consistent is that in terms of like being able to survive long enough to pull it off? But then I got hit by Meowth with a glug off of. Um, charge call and i was just like okay now now i'm starting to see the the potential here when you can kind of manipulate it i think charge call is maybe the best example of that because you have like seven eight and nine are all great options and situationally very good depending on where you are in the game and then 10 is just butt and like <laughs> just horrendously bad it's always just an eight eight and so it's like, it's this really interesting situation where, you know, instead of just rushing to 10 mana and getting yourself some nice random 10 drops, you're like actually having to think about when you overload, how much you overload, when you stop, you hold cards in situations where you would normally just rip them. And it created really, really interesting play patterns. That was maybe one of the most fun decks that I played was just a questline shaman centered around charge call just because of the interesting play patterns that manipulating the the number on charge call led to yeah I, I mean just some other examples of cards that get a lot better when you eliminate neutrals was like uh the studies cards from skullman's academy was the one that we kind of highlighted when corp and i were going through things so like in mage uh there are only four spell damage minions that you can hit off of uh, i don't even know the name of the card primordial study something um yep. so you have a 75 percent chance of hitting aegwin which is very powerful when you get to play one in your deck and then have the chance to discover two more, and then you just get to play a minion that naturally has plus six spell damage, is kind of, kind of insane. Um, and in Shaman, there's only three spell damage minions, so like you always get the the one mana three two, uh, which is really nice when you're playing Quest Shaman. Um, or in uh, what's the other one? In Priest, right? Draconic Studies, you have a seventy five percent chance to hit the the new better and improved. Dustbreaker that I can never remember the name of. Um, the uh, mana... Nether Drake. There you go. The four mana four four that AOE's the board. So there's like small things like that. Uh, like resizing pouch and druid, and in hunter you can manipulate because there's only four zero mana spells. So I think things like that are are pretty sweet, uh, and actually make me really really miss the uh, the class discovery bonus. Um, that that is the only thing I can think of when I play these cards. I'm just like wow. Imagine if we still had class bonus these cards would still be playable in wild maybe <laughs> yeah I, I had the exact same takeaway as well because again even i, I was admittedly very, again very dismissive of that but then when i actually played i'm like oh my feels so good <laughs> um but yeah I, I did want to make sure that we 
if, in case anybody is listening, hears us talking about this format and then says, like, well, why would I want to play Twist? I, I will say it's a sweet idea. I think just this very specific version, right? New Age, no neutrals, might lead to gameplay that's not kind of up your alley, right? And I think that's kind of what I want to take away. And if it's not up your alley, it's going to change. And that's kind of the whole point of the format. It's going to change uh, at the end of July and maybe the next format, right? And they've specified they're going to they're going to do stuff with crazy rules, crazy uh, card pools and things like that. So maybe the next time it'll, it'll be up your alley. And it's something that like, while I'm not super happy with maybe this specific format, um, like I, I'm not a big fan of quest lines. Maybe I'm not the most excited. I am still very excited for twist in general. Right. So. I think we all are, but that's very clear. Despite like what we feel about this format, I think we all are. So I think sense is maybe, don't take it too seriously, or if you just want a quick legend, take it super seriously and 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 you know show those standard gamers uh, what you know. Yeah. All right. Seems like two good ways to have fun to me. <laughs> or a way to farm your one thousand demon hunter wins that I still don't have. Um, Same. <laughs> I, I would say death knight wins, but uh, let's not talk about death knight in this uh, in this <laughs> format. <laughs> let's not do that. Um, I do want to kind of pivot here and talk a little bit about stuff that we played, and I want to kind of go class by class of like things that we might expect to be powerful for those decks, right? Because we've already kind of talked broadly about the decks we expect to be strong. Um, so let's go a little bit class by class. Uh, we're going to skip over Death Knight because Death Knight has two expansions worth of cards and has no neutrals, and so I would be very surprised if a playable deck, let alone a good deck, uh, emerged from Death Knight, which is fine because Death Knight's been very powerful in Sander, and I think it's okay if it's, it's twist out. Um... So let's start with Demon Hunter. Uh, yeah, questline Demon Hunter, 29 out of 30, the same cards uh, that it is in Wild. Uh, missing Tony, um, people are playing, was it Wayward Sage? Some people are playing Miltronics. Um, it doesn't really matter what that 30th card is as long as it doesn't, you know, disrupt you playing Brutes and Wallopers on turn four with, uh, with Mana Burn, um, which seems like a thing that the deck is still very good at uh, in Twist. Yeah, I've heard... Um... Going into it, a lot of people were like, well, without Tony, how do you beat Control? But uh, as we discussed, you know, without aggro, how does Control win? So uh, I think that, like, just spamming Brutes and Wallopers is probably going to be a fine strategy. Maybe if you're really concerned, you can use the Meltronics to, to lock out opponents and prevent clears, but I didn't see many board clears when I was playing. Um, I, I'm actually a little lower, I think, on Demon Hunter than the consensus. Uh, like, I, I, I think that, um, not having the Tony, not having the Tony isn't, like, necessarily the biggest deal, but I do think the way the format is shaping up could be, like, a bigger deal for the deck. Um, and, and TH is already, like, much weaker than Druid, so even if it loses, like, less total cards... Uh, I, I do think that it doesn't really shrink the gap as much compared to Druid. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Like, Ruffle's point about, like, look, how much control can actually exist, you know? Like, that's definitely real. But it wouldn't shock me if um, Demon Hunter isn't quite as good. Um, that deck is still a deck that has, like, unplayable hands, it feels like, in half the game. <laughs> or, or not half the games, but, you know, like, in a, in a, decent, proportion of, a decent proportion of games, it just kind of loses to itself. Um and without that Tony backup plan, you know, like making a whole bunch of brutes and stuff on turn four, if you don't have like double mana burn, one or two of them gets cleared, you can really run out of threats. So 
it wouldn't shock me, but I that's it. I'm not saying it's gonna be weak. I, I do expect it to be quite strong. It's just I expect it to be a very clear um you know gap. Alright. Do you guys think there's anything else powerful that Demon Hunter could potentially do for the people that are not trying to be uber competitive, like maybe spell demon hunter? Soul? Like fell, soul yeah. demon hunter? Yeah, fell soul and even just like a um regular outcast probably probably fine. But like I don't know. Uh, regular Outcast seems a little bit less in inspiring just because it's like, you know, it's just a worse version of the, the Brute deck. I think that, you know, Fell might be interesting. You, lo you do lose the spell power, um, which is kind of a big deal for that deck in the um, with the, uh, the one mana spell. But I don't know. I like Jace. Yeah, you do still get to go Jace and Mana Burn. Um, it, it's basically every Demon Hunter deck gets to exist in the format because like yeah. the entirety of demon hunters card pool is, is there so um you know typically demon hunter doesn't use a lot of neutrals to begin with so just like you know demon hunter dot deck is uh is is playable in the format yeah all right so if you guys need your thousand wins with demon hunter still seems like twist might be a good opportunity for that um, all right, moving into Druid. I think we've already talked about Questline Druid, but Questline Druid is losing, I think, seven cards uh, was my last count out of the current wild top tier deck. Um, loses Claw, Secure the Deck, Floop, and Arcane Giants, but you do get to still do the powerful Bonk thing uh, with a lot less healing in the format that doesn't have stuff like Reno. Um, uh, still seems like you still get to do the Owls and Crypt Keepers on two and turn three because all those cards are still legal. Um so yeah, I, I do agree with you guys that Quest Andrew does seem like it's gonna be the early front runner, but what are we what are we playing in that questline demon hunter to replace the cards that are no longer legal? Um resizing pouch is like a, a pretty interesting inclusion. It'll probably be like the weakest option available. <laughs> um just because, like, look, at his baseline, it's going to be, like, a one-mana pounce or a one-mana aquatic form. That's not amazing, but whatever. You can just shove in, like, Feral Rages, Amulets, like, just stuff that goes face. Um, planted Evidence. Kind of like a Nature Studies. You know, Discover gets a lot better in, in this format, as we've talked about, um, compared to Wild, because you lose out on all those terrible, terrible, terrible Wild cards from 2015. Um, but that's pretty much it, you know? Just, like, more damage, more Discover. Same game plan. <laughs> yeah some of those discover cards that you mentioned also specifically just kind of like find additional copies of the, the cards already in your deck anyway because the discover pool is so narrow it was a little bit uh thrown off because during the play test the knights of the frozen throne cards are still in there so you'd still see like an errant uh, ultimate infestation or something that you don't actually want to you know get that much mana <laughs> necessarily or maybe you do i don't know <laughs> my games weren't going that long uh but um you know they're it feels like as long as it's something that's like pushing your game plan because you're so you know invested in the the quest line it, it's hard to go wrong I, I was running both uh amulet and feral rage and then also threw in like um um a couple copies of uh oracle so that i could get additional zero mana minions that felt a little bit clunky i think you'd probably be better off with some of the discover spells like um uh, whatever the uh planted evidence i think that's probably a a better option and a lot of times it like the oracle was just like needlessly making me 
hold cards in situations where I didn't need to, when cards in play better than cards in hand. Um, that said, I, I didn't lose a single game because the deck is so busted. <laughs> Um, all right, I, I do want to also throw out an idea for uh, another non-Questline Demon Hunter, or Druid deck, rather, um, for those that, you know, want, want to branch out from not current wild decks. Uh, but I was trying out a, a version of Token Druid. Um, I, sadly, playing two mana Gibberling instead of one, but uh, doing some shenanigans with, like, Innervating and, and Funnel Cakes, which is actually, like, really spicy with Gibberling. Um and it did really well. It lost a lot to, to Questline Demon Hunter, but outside of that, like it, it did really, really well. And so if we we assumed that that deck might not be a thing for forever. Uh, I wanted to to shout out Token Druid because you still have like the Arbor Up Shell, you have Fungal Fortunes, uh, you still have all your mana with Innervates and Lightning Blooms. You can play Resizing Pouches. You still have Nature Studies. You have Funnel Cakes. So you have a lot of mana cheat. You still have like some of the super powerful things. Uh, that Token Druid gets to do. You don't get Mark of the Lotus, which was like the big knock, but like you got uh, Herald of Nature, and you have a bunch of other other cards to, to go with it. So uh, I just wanted to shout out that deck. I hadn't seen many people talking about it. Um, all right, let's talk about Hunter. I think Hunter is the class I think struggles a lot with the whole no neutral one drop thing because Hunter early game seems to to be severely lacking. Uh, it's It's got like the standard mid game right with the with the beast and star power and you have tavish legal still uh you even have maybe something going on with guardian animals but uh it's really struggling to not like do nothing uh in the early game if that makes sense i mean i was hearing a lot of rumblings about how good questline hunter was going to be um because because everybody knows how strong like no yeah it's um it, it doesn't have rapid fire <laughs> which is a huge huge loss um it also like again i hate to be that guy but you're comparing a deck that is like completely absent from the wild format to two of the best decks in in the wild format it's not going to be able to keep pace even without losing uh as many cards as it has to um to like questline and uh druid and demon hunter so um i'm sure it'll be like borderline playable uh maybe even one of the better options for hunter uh i haven't looked at the the spell pool um that clearly but like it's it, it it's like the same deck as questline druid but like with a bad matchup into questline druid and a lot worse into everything else so um i don't know how the deck wins yeah i, I expect it to be very bad i think the the card quality actually looks so high when you look at it but the meta is just brutal. Like, it's just the slowest... Well, not the actual slowest, but one of the slowest combo decks. Uh, right. Questline decks. So it's going to be like 0100 into Poison Rogue. It's going to be like mm. 0100 into Questline Druid. It's going to be unfavored against... Well, I guess with DH, you can probably play the Poison Spines card, but maybe that helps. With, but whatever, it's going to be bad. But then you're playing that card. Right. That's the major downside of that card, <laughs> is that you have to actually put it in your deck. <laughs> And that like that comes with its own problems. Yeah. Hey, you could uh you could play Kolkar Pack Runner in your quest hunter, and you could play Resizing Pouch, and then you always get Serpent Bloom. And so that's your way to deal with brutes. No, no. Double mana burn? <laughs> okay, well nothing beats double mana burn. If they have just one, maybe you get there. Okay. <laughs> maybe. Um Face Hunter 
might be one of the better aggro options because Scav Walper is still okay, but probably not. Like, and it's also very sad for aggro if that's what we're talking about. Right. Um, so yeah, I think Hunter's in probably going to be one of the weakest classes for sure. Yeah. You also kind of lose some of the with that deck in particular. You kind of want the neutrals, like the uh, yeah. scale. The, the one mana Naga so that you can get the bunch of bananas going on that. Like those are some of the um the big payoffs that are possible with that deck. So yeah, I I don't know. Hunter doesn't seem to be in the best place in terms of uh, competitive viability. There's some probably some fun things that you can do with like um the jungle jammer um is I haven't looked at the beast pool, but like there might be some interesting um, hits that you could get off of that. Maybe pretty reliably get a, a Mukla off of that at six. So that could be interesting if you get a four mana rushing Mukla with no like downside. Um, that could be pretty good. an interesting idea. Throw that around with like a Stranglethorn Heart, and um, maybe you've got something that resembles a deck. Um, but again, I haven't looked at the the beast pool, but like that's something that you can consider with the uh, the small number of beasts that are available in the format. Yeah, I mean, I will say like probably just taking kind of the standard list for Hunter and adding stuff like Harpoon Gun and, and Tavish to that deck uh, is probably uh, not a bad shout. Obviously, we're talking about you know Druid and, and Demon Hunter uh, would probably not be very kind for that deck, but. Uh, you know, I I do think that the that's like a probably the most competitive option for Hunter. I, I was yeah. really interested in the early game, and then you're sitting there and you're like, okay, I have to play Batty Guest as my one drop. And then when you're talking about Batty Guest, it's just like, mm, don't really know if that's that great of an option. Um, all right, let's pivot to to Mage here. So we've talked a little bit about Primordial Studies being pretty good. Uh, so I wanted to to start by talking about kind of like a Burn Mage um, slash Spell Damage Mage. I don't really know what what to call it uh basically i mean you get all solid alibis you can copy your solid alibis uh you get a bunch of spell damage and then you you do the whole original freeze mage thing of play spell damage minion throw like two frozen touches and three arcane bolts at your face and and you die uh again probably not the greatest deck against questline demon hunter and, and questline druid which i think we will say probably a lot for a lot of these decks that we talk about in theorycraft but um it does seem like that's a deck that has some legs and something that did really well for me during theorycrafting. Whole caveat of being a theorycrafting stream, but uh, something that I'm excited to, to flesh out some more. Like, uh, that's one to Corb's earlier point where maybe it is just kind of fine into the Demon Hunter deck. Like, it's going to get obliterated by uh, Druid just because the, the armor gain, it'll be like the, um, you know, the, the old control warrior that I guess flipped. Um, and... Like, but Demon Under, like, if it, I don't, I don't know how many freezes it has, but it's like flurry. It can, it can just kind of, it has Varden. It can really just stop those uh, big threats in their tracks and, or just clear them. And like, it does have limited threats. So um, maybe, maybe that's just a fine matchup and maybe like exposes what Corb was saying earlier, where Questline Demon Under just isn't as good as we're anticipating. Maybe, uh, because it has matchups like that where, you know, Solid Alibi is devastating for that deck, um, as well as the Freezes. So just freeze a bit and then send some damage over the top and 
maybe you get there. Mage is probably the most interesting class um, in terms of deck building. There'll be sort of overlapping uh, archetypes from the past year or two of, of standard. The where yeah, no, they share a ton of the card pool. The um the old like frost aggro um, is very similar to the current burn mage in standard. Like you get primal um, frost dungeoneer. Uh, sorry, not primal. It was frost dungeoneer. Um, and that package but th there's also the entire hero power hero power package as well and um you know varden is one of the best uh kind of like late game lethality things that you have like inevitability and so is like mordrash so i think mage is in a interesting spot i wouldn't shock me if it was in one of the if it was one of the better classes um but i i honestly have no idea which direction it'll go like i think it has a lot of cool deck building choices yeah, there's, um, I mean, in standard, those a lot of those archetypes kind of blended together for a while. Even, like, a big spell mage worked its way in there. And, like, it was very fluid just because it was, there's a lot of high-quality cards available to mage that were, like, somehow synergistic with, <laughs> with one another in a way that was a, a little surprising where archetypes just kind of blended. And um, I think you could see something similar in, in Wild. I agree it's probably in a pretty good place, but might take potentially the full month to sort out uh in in terms of uh refinement so i think that's what like i think mage may be the class most open to exploration uh within it so like yeah there are a lot of pretty cool possibilities within it um just none of them seem all that appealing to q and to druid is, <laughs> is i guess my concern um because it doesn't have a whole lot of face freezes yeah, there's a lot of hype about Mazaki. Pocket Train came on, is like popped off with like 14 and 1 with Mazaki Mage. Best deck in the format, guys? Mazaki Mage? It's wild saved. Uh, I mean, sorry, it's was saved. I mean, <laughs> I was thinking about it and I'm like, oh no, that's silly. But then I thought about it more and I'm like, well, Solid Alibi is kind of brutal for Questline Druid and Questline Demon Hunter, as we talked about. Armor isn't really a concern when you're doing as much damage as it's capable of if it can stall long enough maybe it is competitive against it like just because of the the way the damage is going like a lot it you know it has a solid alibi against weapon rogue as well um maybe it just kind of gets there like i i don't know i i i haven't played enough of it um you know Pocket Train is also a unique individual when it comes to the combo decks. So like his uh, his experience is going to be different than the average ladder gamer. But like I don't know, there's it has a lot of tools to the point where you can just kind of like not even bother counting and just start throwing stuff upstairs and 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 get some wins. Like the um, the the new arcane spells and the like arcane bolts and the arcane bolt generators can really do quite a lot. You also have siphon mana to get some um cost reduction as well as biscuit like cram session like you're you're kind of cooking with with that deck if the if you can survive long enough you can do the damage to kill questline druid i think yeah i think mazaki is an incredible jank killer because it's basically like a guaranteed kill on eight um and you also have like alibis before that um uh, you know like as long as you get like a flow down early enough you, you kind of just like otk people turn eight like every time um the question is like can you get there with a four mana flow 
Like, do you have the flow on curve? Do you have the alibis when they need it? Do you have, like, yada, 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 um, in a format that is much more cutthroat? So, like, I don't know. I don't know if it'll, like, like will it handle getting glided by a demon hunter very well? Mm. Ooh, <laughs> that seems unpleasant. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I think we'll have to see. Like, I, I don't think it'll be... It's probably, like, better than I gave it credit for in the pre-release stream. Like, I, I will say that much. I don't expect it to be, like, one of the best decks, but... If it's settled into like tier three or whatever, I wouldn't be shocked at all. Yeah, and um, you know, it, it it does have another kink in that like it can't run Talon to consistently draw the Mizaki. So like Mizaki bottom, you know, ten or so is the only way I was able to beat the deck with a like pure paladin. So like I think that um. You know, it, it doesn't draw a whole lot if you don't have the Mizaki because you need the Mizaki for the cram session. And, uh, you know, if it doesn't get the Mizaki, it can't Mizaki anyone. Yeah. You guys are talking about this, and all I can think about is four mana flow and five mana spring water. And, like, thank God they didn't unnerf those. So, I, think, I, I guess we know why. Man. <laughs> Grow up. It should have happened. We all know it. No. No, it should not have. About this it. Is... Um,. I do want to uh, shout out a couple other things, Drank and Mage. Uh, so, of course, I think, Rafa, you alluded to this earlier, Drake Fire Amulet, you only have one Dragon in Mage, uh, which is the Hala, um, which is the Flame Waker on steroids. Uh, and you do have a minion to help cheat out that Drake Fire Amulet. It's like a 7-mana 4-5. I don't... Clumsy Courier, I believe, Fire. is the name. Yeah. It says Battle Cry, cast the highest cost card, highest cost spell from your hand. So you probably play that for 7-mana. Maybe you have some Biscuits in there. Do a do a little bit of pew pew, um, so it's cute. It's probably going to be like where's Mizaki Mage? I know we just like pivoted from talking about that. Seems a little bit more inconsistent, but also pretty fun. Um, and then the other one is uh, we we talked a lot about uh, Discover Pools being a lot better because you don't have all the garbage spells from the beginning beginning of Hearthstone. Can I can I interest Raffle in a in a Deco Lunacy and Matter Reshaper style style of Casino Mage? Uh, because I feel Already like the quality done. of spells are just going to be a lot higher. They they would be if uh, if I didn't generate a bunch of glacial mysteries while I was doing that because of the uh, the, the card pool bug. bug, yeah. And going back to the uh, the Drake Fire Amulet, you know, if you're actually a skilled gamer, you simply reduce the cost of uh, Drake Fire Amulet with Celestial Ink Set. Uh, that's what happened to me. Right. <laughs> that, this sounds, uh, like, sounds like a real deck. There there is a, there are actually ways that because with Siphon Mana and with the biscuits, you can like reduce the cost of your other spells to um to zero and then you can more reliably make it hit so i think that there is some potential to to like actually get a consistent hit off of the the ink set but i don't know but probably better than a seven man clumsy <laughs> hurry or whatever that is because then you're running that card in your deck i will warn people about this discover pool um you know we've talked a lot about its benefits but um i was playing against hobbs and he was playing jackpot rogue and he played jackpot, and he got his drag fire, and he confidently played out the oh, cool. uh, the four mana two two with his drag fire, and then the game kind of paused for a bit because nothing happened because Rogue doesn't have any dragons. <laughs> so that was uh, that was really amazing when that happened. Yeah, yeah not not for think, hops, but you would think it would like kind of like with um, like discovering secrets in a class without secrets, it would just give you the the class card. But that might actually be a legitimate concern if it did do, do right, that, yeah. because like getting a turn four Hala in Rogue is 
probably not something that we need in this world. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. That was like reported to the team. They said they were gonna address it. I don't know what that means. Um, maybe they'll just like put a note or something, or they might give Hala and Rogue on turn three and turn four, which would be kind of spooky. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But be wary of that. Um, I don't think we need to spend too much time on Paladin, uh, because pure Paladin slash Libram Paladin, they are decks. Um, I would expect pure Paladin to be better than Libram Paladin. I said they're decks. I didn't say they would be good decks, but they are decks. Uh, as much as the standard players would like you to freak out about pure Paladin, don't. You got bigger things to worry about. Pure Paladin, not one of them. I I do think that there is the potential to build um, Libram Paladin in such a way that it like has a competitive matchup into questline druid so like it could be a bit of a spoiler into uh questline druid's dominance but then like you know good decks tend to be about 30 35 percent of, of a meta game you still have to figure out a way to win those other 65 70 percent of the games which uh you know in my experience uh labrum paladin not not its strong suit is winning games <laughs> in, in um in in a lot of these matchups like it, it has no chance against a mizaki mage as no chance against a uh, maybe it could do something against a weapon rogue if that also ends up being popular so like it, it has ways that it can be built with like all the divine shield taunts at its disposal that could um you know be competitive with those decks or maybe like spoil some of those decks um in terms of the the win rate but then you know you still have to beat the rest of the format feel bad for paladin because i'm rooting against it you know i am absolutely hoping paladin is tier four dumpster because the worse it is the funnier it is the uh reaction to pure paladin on reddit no i'm i'm 100 percent fightfully on board with you on that paladin. shamelessly so i think it would be hilarious if it was just like uh, i i think it has the potential to be like a bottom half class and probably won't just because of like low ranked play but like at higher ranks i think it has potential to not be in top four or five class now surely the boogie down on three and the pure paladin ends it against questline druid like uh all right <laughs> Let, let's talk about priest uh so we mentioned earlier draconic studies makes drag dragon priests like actually feel like a very strong avenue for priest players to pursue whether you're playing like uh, I, I don't know what priestesses are going to play but having nether break nether drake uh, what is the name of this card again three minute four, four nether drake light more i think is right so whatever he said if you have that on turn three every <laughs> game seems like it's going to be really powerful um against the the aggro decks that may or may not exist i, I think that's kind of the big thing because i don't think uh three the four four thing that core mentioned I don't think that does a whole lot against Quest Druid or, or Questline Demon Hunter, but seems like a very oppressive card against other board-based decks that may or may not exist. All right, let me let me correct myself. It isn't uh, Nether Drake Lightmore. It is Lightmore Nether Drake. Um, so there, there we go. Uh, that's embarrassing. Uh, another thing that you do actually have access to is buffed Draconid Operative, like Yeti Operative. Like why, just like any other priest, why win with your own cards when your opponent's cards are better because they're not priest cards? So you can simply steal them <laughs> and play their deck and win that way. Yeah. It still looks um, weird looking at an operative that's a 4-mana four 4-5. Four 
Priest, uh, priest card quality is super high, but we were talking about earlier about how, like, Quest Hunter was kind of in a very hostile environment for the deck. Control Priest is in hell. Like, this is just a torture chamber, uh, the, the old Stormwind-esque format. There's so much inevitability, there's no disruption. Like, what's... Control Priest is awesome at clearing aggro. It's just like, you know, God, what are we doing here? You know, what else can we do? Um, so I think Control Priest, like, requires tons of bands slash nerfs to actually be relevant even if it can do some really cool like powerful control stuff um and then shadow priest probably one of the best aggro decks which will make it pretty bad <laughs> like, it, it looked it looked pretty sad the few times i i queued into it one thing i will say about control priest though is it is an important facet for uh, making pure paladin look really bad so like, <laughs> so we should be encouraging people to play uh control priest not discouraging it oh gosh you guys are the maybe worst. people would just play it just for demon hunter you know even if they mana burn you you wave of apathy and then bam you hit him with the shadowwood ruin like that's the dream right it's just yeah. worrying about going oh 100 against rogue quest hunter quest warlock quest Dr yeah mazaki a few problems a few minor details just details um I would also like to point out for the priest players that enjoy, uh, you know, doing fun things that don't win games. Uh, Sethic Nazmani combo is legal. Uh, you don't have Radiant Elemental, but you have Sethic and Nazmani, so I don't know what you're you got, winning with. You but... have funnel cakes. Funnel cakes now, Meowth, with it. Yeah. Insane. Again, I don't know how you're winning because you don't have Malagos, <laughs> you don't have Mind Blast, you don't have, you don't have any of the WinCon yeah. things. But like, you get to Sethic Nazmani, and I, that's why I preface the whole thing of doing fun things that might not win you the game. So the the deck didn't win. It didn't have like a coherent win condition when it was a meta deck and standard. Why would it need one now? Like <laughs> it'll find a it'll find a way. Meowth. It always does. I will if you're say playing... the, the one thing I did see is I saw Dane playing Harvester of Envy and uh, Elusia, um, alongside the Sethic Nasmani. So you steal your opponent's hand and then play all of their cards, and so then they no longer have a hand. So. That's how you win with Sethic Nazmani. I don't know how the hell you, you do that with mana and APM, but boom, there you go. So. Practice. Practice. Or or animation hacks. Easy. Um, okay, so for Rogue, we've talked a lot about the weapon Rogue. Uh, is there anything else you guys are excited for? Uh, we, we've got we've got Cox. We've got SI7 Rogue. Uh, what is it? Find the Imposter quest line. Um, you have Record Scratcher and, and Field Contact and 4-mana Edwin. Uh, is, there, is there anything you guys are excited about? Secret Rogue. Ain't my grave. Secret Rogue with no Mad Scientist or Anonymous Informant? I don't care. Like, I, I'm just playing uh, Ghastly Gravedigger on repeat with uh, um, with Breakdance and Shadow Steps and um, whatever the uh, Tenwu. Like, and Bounce Around. No, that's not a real card that exists. <laughs> first. I'm sorry. <laughs> um and uh, I think Jackpot Rogue sounds fun as well. I I, I think Rogue is like uh, Mage is has some interesting um, components to it, and then it has like that one toxic deck that it will probably be the thing that people play. Uh, so I think I think Rogue is one of the places that I'm most interested in exploring. Yeah, Rogue Miracle stuff is kind of alright. Um, I do think there's kind of like a Rogue a Miracle Rogue problem where. It doesn't have a safety win condition um, without having, like, uh, without, like, Astalor, without, uh, sort of, what's his name, Draka being really consistent, I think. Um, but you can do, like, big tempo swings with the Scratcher. 
So maybe you can just figure out a way to go face enough. I don't know. Maybe you play like Kravitoe and you just kind of just like chuck stuff at the opponent's head and that's that's good enough. I, I don't know. Can I, can I interest you in an MC Blingtron double Garoot for uh, a whopping not, 24 you damage? You cannot interest me. No, you no. cannot interest Nobody me. Nobody is like interested in that. <laughs> uh, look, how, how else are you going to kill people with Garoot and Field Contacts? Um, You're not. That's the fun part. Yeah, mm. fair enough. Uh, but I will I will agree with you guys. I think Rogue's got a lot of cute stuff going on. Um, if you can just look past the uh, the blemish that is uh, that is Weapon Rogue, um, because there's no real weapon hidden format, unfortunately. Um, all right, let's move into Shaman. We've talked a lot about um, Questline Shaman. Uh, shout outs to Charged Call. Uh, always finding you Glug on turn seven. Always finding you the Life Seal Taunt Reborn on eight. And always finding you the uh, the Wind Fury Legendary card on turn nine, um, which I think is pretty sweet. Uh, you know, outside of the whole you know winning the game with infinity damage, uh, always always having Glug is pretty sweet. So priorities. Um, we talked a little bit about primordial studies. Uh, I do need to try to convince Corb yet again about Custom Shaman Two, aka Evolve Shaman, because Bog Spine Knuckles is legal. You have Cage Match Custodian. Um, and uh, you have you have pack the house and and tiny toys, it's uh it's just tempo shaman. Uh, it's not very good, but it's I don't know. I obviously the year crafting sample size, but I, I did go eleven and two with evolve shaman. So I think there's legs. I I don't know how great it is, but it's it's really funny and it and it works. Uh, good like well enough of the time to to be something that I'll be playing. I. We'll revisit Custom Shaman too. You know what? You've convinced me. You've you've mentioned it enough. Um, I don't know. The knuckles and a tiny toys curve. Like that's a thing. That's always, it's always powerful. Sure. Why not? All right. We did it, boys. We we got it. He, he's going to be playing some Evolve Shaman. Um, I would also like one last note about Shaman. Um, the dreaded combo of Snowfall and Macaw is technically legal in this format. Um, mm. I, I don't know how you win outside of the Snowfall Macabre, but it's legal, and I just wanted to put it out there in case anybody wants to trigger some PTSD uh, of some standard players with uh, with infinite board freezes. Just putting that out there. All right, Warlock. Uh, Corb, I'm going to let you go off with uh, with Questline Warlock because that's your baby, uh, even if it's really bad. Yeah, it's really bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, the deck has just tons of AoE. Like, it has good tempo swings in the in the kind of mid to late game um the healing is i think it's actually there the healing the problem is that you don't actually complete quests until like turn nine turn ten and you're dead you're just dead <laughs> like you, there's nothing it's like you know every problem that i talked about with quest hunter it's like this except three turns slower so like you have great aoe that's nice for the aggro that doesn't exist uh, but yeah you have a lot of other problems so Man, Warlock, uh, oh boy. Um, I guess Imp Warlock might actually be the best aggro deck. I will say that. Um, so maybe it's not a complete disaster. But Questline Warlock, if anyone was worried about that, don't worry. They they butchered that deck well and truly when they rotated it out to Wild and made it 10-10-10 because, God, they just did not want that to be even close to playable. So yeah, well done, God. Team 5. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And the deck, even when it's like gasping for breath in, in Wild does win games a lot of times on the back of like you know, a crystallizer recursion which is just not a possibility in uh, in a format without neutral so like yeah how do you ever complete the quest um unfortunately the answer is you don't yeah uh, so 
Um, can I can I interest you guys? You you mentioned all the great AOE. Um, it's not really needed, but exists. Uh, Void Caller and some big demons are legal. Uh, with Malganus and Dreadlord and Willow is legal. Um, Ticketus is legal. So you got those things. You also have curses that are legal uh, as some potential win cons. Um, just throwing things out there for the control warlock aficionados out there. Uh, I, I think curse has some potential, but like that is wants to be a bit of a reactive deck. So like if there aren't a lot of board based strategies, it's just going to be racing down combos, and it's that's not a good place for the deck to be. No, not yeah, I have I have no faith whatsoever in anything that's slow. Um, yeah. yeah, kind of brutal. Yeah, but Imp Block does get Wicked Whispers, uh, which is as small as it sounds, a huge buff for the token-based aggro deck. So, um, I think the Imp Block shoutout is uh, is a good one. All right, <laughs> last but not least, we have Warrior. Um, hey, hey, Raffle, can I can I interest you in some uh, some questline Warrior? Uh, nope. With no ship's cannon or pirates or anything, it's it's bad. It's really bad. But can I interest I, you in it? No, I, I could have told you it was going to be bad. Uh, I did play a little bit of. Um, I think there's maybe some interesting things you can do with black rock and roll. Probably too slow. I played a little bit of uh, menagerie warrior. Menagerie warrior without amalgams is a bold bold choice. <laughs> mm, wow, very you do bright. you do have um, you do have baton. And you can get tent dresses down very quickly, uh, so you're just doing like a questline demon hunter impression, but worse. Um, but I mean, it, the deck can get some stats in play pretty quickly, so it it's maybe one of the better things that Warrior has available to it is just like, um, you know, weapon generating minions. You have like the Ganarg. Um, to reduce the cost of your abyssal basis, that's kind of cute. Uh, in addition to the sword eater, and then you know, roaring applause draws a bunch of cards, but like it, it, it's not as bad as it sounds. It's it's maybe a, a, a step or two below uh, Evolve Shaman. How about that? Custom Warrior 3, uh, <laughs> hell of a deck. You get to run conditioning, all right? I just wanted to play conditioning. <laughs> I love that card. Yeah. Um, you get the buff really... of a rabble bouncer. Oh. I didn't. I didn't really give Warrior a shot. Um, you know, like it, it just didn't seem super powerful. Whatever it had going on, but it probably won't be that bad. Like I'm sure, similar to how in Wild, like Menagerie Warrior and a Rage Warrior kind of like completely slept on, and players just aren't interested in trying them. I wouldn't be shocked if there was like a playable Warrior thing. Sure. I just don't. I just don't think it's gonna get people too interested. Sadly, yeah. The the warrior deck that's gonna get people interested is Control Warrior, uh, because I mean I think just like Priest, it's in a very similar <laughs> situation as Control Priest, where it's got like really great removal. It just like has no way to win the game or outlast the inevitability of the quest lines. Um, because I was sitting there, I was like, man, is the only way that I'm gonna win this game by unironically playing a Radical on my deck? And and kind of the answer was, yeah, which is. Not a good thing, um, but you have like the f access of like all the great removal that's been printed over the past four years, like blade storms and shield slams and executes, and uh, you have Barov, you have one mana slam, you have two mana shield block, like you have all that good removal. You have shield shatter, you have all of that, but like you have no way to win the game, um, which is a thing. That's Again, an another important. another deck that could definitely um, beat the Demon Hunter, maybe, but it's just the other. 90% of the games that you have to worry about. 
Um, I wonder. I wonder about Enrage Warrior. Um, like I, I don't know the standard list too well, but like how much of that, like ports, like how much, how much of that is neutrals? I guess is my question. Um, you get the bulk of it. Like you lose Phaleg, uh, but I'm pretty sure the majority of cards are still all class cards that come over. Yeah. So just no risky yeah. super still, but uh, you also, I think you get the you get the one mana frenzy guy, which is kind of nifty. Oh, uh, the war song. Um, dude yeah so he's not terrible so like that it gives you an extra early game play and that guy can like if you manage to get your pseudo skippers uh active like that guy can do some uh some serious work all right so that's all that's all the classes uh this is obviously just early impressions uh, don't know when the set's going or the format's going live. I guess it says I should say it's weird saying a new format going live rather than a new set. Uh, but uh, hopefully, uh, you know, the talk of the early parts of the episode didn't turn people off, and you guys are excited for the format. Um, I know that I'm going to be playing it a bunch this week, even if it does feel like uh, it's going to be a little bit wild 2.0 uh, at the start here. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be playing it uh, a fair amount. Um, just a I, I don't know. I want the format to be successful, despite what I, you know, coming off uh, maybe a little critical at the beginning. Um, I really do want it to be successful because I do see a lot of great potential for the the, the format. I just, you know, have some uh, some legitimate concerns about it as well. So um, hopefully, um, you know, I am overstating uh, the the problems, and it will be better than you know i'm i'm expecting and if not hopefully the upcoming um, seasons will will resonate a little bit more with me and people will give it a chance and meath you did say like you're not used to saying you know new formats at a new set but we did get the expansion teaser on twitter today that i was, got the I little was gonna lead to that at, to, mm-hmm. to wrap us up right. uh, we are recording on monday night and like two hours before or like three hours before we started doing all this we gotta we gotta teaser uh and it is kind of that time of the kind of the the expansion cycle where we we get hints and like probably i wouldn't be surprised if we got a uh an announcement uh whenever we get the patch and we get kind of the the pre-order bundles get you know revealed and everything like that so i would not be very surprised to see that coming in the same patch uh as twist whether that's tomorrow or thursday so yeah that that would make a lot of sense so a lot of news, a lot of big stuff happening in Hearthstone this week, it seems like. Yeah. All right, I will ask you guys, did you guys have any idea what that spoiler meant? <laughs> no. No. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I I think I'm the only one in this group that played any amount of WoW, and my experience with WoW was just immediately closing all dialogue and powering through the quest so that I could actually get to the <laughs> PvP. Like, I, I, just, I, I just wanted to do PvP. I didn't want to, like, learn about the lore, so... Um, yeah, I, I, I've got nothing. <laughs> I, w- I will say hey. I played a whole one hour of WoW when I was trying to get the uh, the Lady Liadrin Paladin skin where you had to do the tutorial. I couldn't even get to like the to level 20. So if that tells you how Oh, come on. It's not that bad, man. I, I, st- I enjoyed it. I still don't have her. I just don't want to get hooked again is my issue. <laughs> <laughs> really? You're like staying away is like self-control, you know? Yeah, I, I just don't have the... Well, yeah, I, I, it's not... Like cosmetics aren't important to me and... She doesn't say "well met" in a funny voice, and mm. then um, too much risk. Yeah, and, and I just like I don't want to get not again, again yeah. not again. I've, yeah. I've lived that life already. <laughs> <laughs> All 
Um, um, good. Oh, yeah, I think there's something, like, I don't know the WoW lore, but whatever. It's something to do with, people figured out the language. I think it's something to do with the Titans, the dwarf stuff. Yeah, Titans are know. dwarves. I think, uh, old you are, or old men, I think, are a lot of people's guesses, but people have also had that guess pretty much came up in my chat this morning but pretty much every expansion since nax has been predicted to be <laughs> old you are oldum so uh who knows uh, we'll just I, I i'm just happy to wait and see we'll wait and see yeah hopefully we won't have to wait super long um i have seen some devs uh giving some winky faces to tweets about locations so i think locations might be making their way back in uh to whatever the new set is in some capacity uh so keep an eye out on that, and, and yeah, uh, let us know down in the comments below what you guys think the new set's going to be, um, if you guys are listening to this before whatever the announcement is, uh, we don't know when that's going to be, uh, but also let us know your thoughts on, on Twist, and uh, whether you guys are hyped, whether you guys are scared, uh, whether you guys are looking forward to it, um, whether this season or, or next, let us know your thoughts on, on Twist, uh, you know, down in the comments, uh, and yeah, Corbin Raffle, thanks for joining me. Uh, let the people know where they can find you guys. Uh, you know, doing the twist uh, when the format comes out. Uh, you can find me on Twitch and YouTube at uh, Ruffle. And you can also find me at Corbett on Twitch or Corbett Games on YouTube and Twitter. And you guys can find me at Get Me Out on all those platforms. We're going to be continuing to cover Wild and Twist. Uh, you know, covering both formats, all non-standard constructed formats is what we're going to cover here on the state of wild twist I, I don't know we might have to rebrand um yeah the rebrand uh, you you just said it the state of non or non-standard constructed formats oh, rolls right off the tongue i know um no but make sure you guys tune back in if you guys enjoy wild or twist uh but that's gonna be it for us today and we'll see you guys again next time later